just good to get together and acknowledge him and uh, just reflect on his wonderfulness and his mighty power and also, you know, his uh, loving kindness and tender mercies. The Bible says the Lord's tender, you know, toward his people. He loves us. Amen. Nothing like the Lord. Nobody like Jesus, right? Well, let's go ahead and pray and we'll get started. Father, we just thank you for this evening. I thank you for this church, Grace Harvest Church. I thank you, Father, that you've called this church to be here at this time in this season and that you have a mighty call upon this church and the people here, the dedication and, and the commitment of this congregation is tremendous. And we thank you, Lord, that as we continue forth, that your will is revealed more and more, that the people also that haven't come yet will be flooding in. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you, Lord, as we gather together in your name. You said, there I am in the midst of you. We acknowledge your presence tonight. And we thank you that you teach us by your spirit. You teach us all things. I pray for utterance to be given unto me, that I may make make known the mystery of the gospel tonight. I thank you, Father, that there is an anointing here already. And we just flow with your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we talked last week, last Sunday night, a little bit about prayer and uh, focused on one type of prayer, which was uh, the prayer of faith. And that was in Mark eleven twenty four. And the Bible says that uh, basically whosoever can have whatsoever. Remember, uh, we talked about desires and how God wants us to have the desires of our heart. And so whosoever, that's anybody out there, you and I, can have whatsoever. Now, that's an amazing thought. But really, that is uh, the power of Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. And we see that so beautifully. And, and those are the words of Jesus. So we can trust him. Amen. And um, we, we know that uh, there are different kinds of prayers. And so tonight, we want to focus on uh, unified prayer or the prayer of unity, or we could call that the corporate prayer, corporate anointing and prayer. And that's when... We all lift up our voice to the Lord and pray together. And I, I especially like this right now because, uh, you know, so many people aren't, aren't feel like they're not a- able to come to church or maybe they're not willing or I don't know, maybe gotten out of the habit or whatever. And I just want to emphasize the importance of coming together. Amen. And there's power in togetherness. There's power in unity. And when all of us are together in one accord. So we're going to read some scriptures about that. I just want to encourage you tonight. Um, and I understand people can be afraid, etc. But, um, you know, pray about coming to church. Amen. It's important, I think. I think the, the uh, benefits are much higher than the risk. And, of course, you know, maybe I'm too optimistic. But I just believe that God takes care of his people. Amen. We're called his people. We're called peculiar, and that means God's own, you know. And when you belong to God, there's certain things that you just don't have to be afraid of. Amen? And uh, we sang tonight about heaven, so, you know, if we all just went to heaven, we'd be far better. And not saying that we're going to die, but everybody will one day, right? And so um, it just takes the sting out of death, you know, God's word. Amen? So let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And you know this as well as I do, but I love 
I love this. I love the whole book of Acts, but I especially love Acts chapter two. So let's read it. Acts chapter two, verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. So we know they were assembled together here and they were all together in one place. Now what? They weren't zooming and everybody in different places. They were all together in one place. Amen. And they weren't scared of the disease of the day. Praise God. They were just together because the Lord had told them to uh, come together and to wait on something that was <laughs> tremendous that was going to happen. And we see here what happened. Suddenly, verse 2, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We see here a, a major wonderful thing happen, and uh, it's still happening today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But it was when they were all together, and I believe they were waiting on the Lord. I believe they were ministering to the Lord. I believe they were praying, actually, because we see later that the same reference of being in one accord is when they were lifting up their voice to God. We'll see that in Acts chapter 4. But let's look at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 this time. It says here that um, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So it's talking about this group of people. They continued steadfastly. You know, some things it's just good to do together. It's good to be together. <laughs> Amen. There's a strength. There's an iron that sharpens iron. There's a strength when you come together that you can't get by yourself with God. I mean, it's wonderful to be alone with God. It really is. And I've heard people say, I've been a pastor for years and years and years. And, and I've heard people say through the years, well, I can be just as close to God out in the forest, you know, and they're probably hunters, you know, in their deer stands, which I've, I've been in deer stands. I like to hunt too, but you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, you can be close to God there, but you're going to miss being with other Christians. See, there's, there's something about the power of other Christians speaking into your life and being there and praying for you and encouraging you and, and the, the other wonderful uh, blessings of being together that you're not going to get in a deer stand out in the forest. Amen? Or on an isolated beach somewhere. There, there's a power that comes from the Spirit of God in you to me and the Spirit of God in me to you. Amen? So we don't want to miss out on that. And we, you know, the Bible talks about the different parts of the body that I can't say to the ear, I don't have any need of you. Uh, we need each other and we need all the, the parts of the body of Christ. So we don't need to cut each other off or think that we can do it better off by ourselves. We, we're better when we are together as the body. And, uh, and so here he says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. You wouldn't think that would be so spiritual, but it's right here, isn't it? Fellowship. And in breaking of bread and in prayers. So they prayed together. It's good to learn to pray with other people. 
I remember when I was first learning to pray with other people, I was a little embarrassed, you know, because I had grown up where everybody just kind of silent prayer. And it's, you know, you raise your hand and you say unspoken request and everything was unspoken, you know, <laughs> except gossip and backbiting and all that was spoken. But yeah, it was pretty open. But anything else godly was unspoken or quiet, be quiet. And um, I learned, you know, later that the Lord wants us to lift up our voice. The Bible says, lift up your voice to the Lord. And then he says, let your request be made known unto God. Um, so these these exhortations from the word that uh, that say, you know, that we need to pray together. And it's not just because, uh, you know, necessarily God enjoys it. He might, you know, I enjoy when my children are getting along and we're all talking and communicating. And when family comes together, it's it's really it really blesses me. And I would think as a father and God's a father that it would really bless him for us all to come together and to uh, fellowship and to pray together and to talk to him together. But even more than that, there is power in unity, in being in one accord. Then um, the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put 10,000. So there's really multiplied power in uh, unity and when we come together to pray. So here they did that. They prayed, they broke bread together, they fellowship, and they continued steadfastly in these things. Steadfastly. They were diligent about these things. Now let's move on. Acts chapter 4. Look at verse 22. And we'll take some, a little bit of time to pray tonight together. Acts chapter 4. Look at verse 22. For the man was about 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. We know this was the man at the gate beautiful that uh, Peter and John uh, had raised up, you know, took the, took his hand, took him by the right hand, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Well, you would think that everybody would be so happy. Some of them were really happy, but then some weren't so happy. <laughs> and they were thrown in prison. So they were released, verse 23, being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, they lift up their voice to God. Now notice, they lift up their voice to God. All of them did. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? You'd think, well, God would go like one at a time now. I can only listen to one at a time. <laughs> but he's not like that. He's not like that. He's, he's, I think he's just, you know, he's so magnificent. It's hard for our minds really to grasp what all he can do and, and, and who all he is. I think that, um, that's why we need to pray to be able to comprehend even his love, the depth and height and breadth and length of the love of God. Um, so this doesn't bother him that they lifted up their voice to God. Uh, he, he likes that. They lifted up their voice to God with one accord. Now, here it is, with one accord. And said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. I think that's a tremendous way to start a prayer, isn't it? Because it just shows you the power of God. First of all, he created everything in the earth, above the earth. And then then it goes on to say that... Um, that, you know, 
and everything that's in the sea, everything that's in the heaven, everything that's in the earth, you created everything. There is none like God. And these little peat squeak people that are trying to tell us not to preach in the name of Jesus, it's ridiculous. Who do they think they are? They haven't made a gnat, right? Like Brother Hagin said, I can't heal a gnat's wing. Remember him saying that? I'm not the healer. I can't heal a gnat's wing. But see, God, who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in these areas, which everything that we see he made, well, he's the one that we should listen to. He's the one that we should obey. He's the one that we should please. We ought to please God rather than man. And I'm telling you, it's getting more and more like that right now in this world, isn't it? But we have to because he is the one that has made us born again. He is the one that is leading us in the way that we should go. And uh, he is really the only one that you can trust. Amen. So who? let's read on. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of the servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain, vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For whom, uh, for of a truth against the holy child, Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Now this is something they were all praying. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. So we see that uh, this crowd uh, was pretty pretty extensive crowd here that they are all praying together. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know if they prayed some of this in unison. I don't know if they repeated this prayer. But I, I believe even if one man was saying this prayer and they were all listening in agreement, they're all praying. Amen? I, I believe that if one of them was praying in English or whatever they prayed back then, I guess they would be speaking English. But the others, if they were praying in tongues, they were all praying together. Amen? They were all praying together and notice how quickly that this prayer was answered because immediately they began to speak the word of God with boldness and that was their number one thing it you know it just seems like that's very significant isn't it to be bold we prayed this morning for our pastor to be bold and 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 he was really bold this morning wasn't he I thought oh (laughs) I thought I don't know if I'm going to keep praying for boldness or not. <laughs> no, I am. We need to be bold. Amen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. And so uh, then also here we see boldness and then we see stretching forth thine hand to heal. We see healing, signs and wonders. You know, the Bible uh, says a lot about healing and signs and wonders and miracles. And uh, another thing uh, that we've heard over the years is is healing is the dinner bell. For salvation. Amen. And, and you know, people can get healed. This might be, uh, a shock to some, 
but people can get healed that aren't saved. They can get healed and then they can get saved. Amen. I remember a friend of mine, he picked up a hitchhiker one time and the hitchhiker was a Muslim. And, and when he picked him up, he, they went down the highway. And the Muslim was telling him he was in horrible pain. His back was just killing him. He said, my back is killing me. And he said, well, I'm going to pray for your healing right now. And in the name of Jesus, you're not going to have any more back pain. So he laid hands on him. He's driving, laid hands on him. Instantly, this man was healed, a Muslim. And then this friend of mine talked to him about receiving Jesus as his Lord, and he did. He got saved. Because he got healed, he got saved. So uh, we see that if the, these ingredients here to pray, uh, first of all, boldness, and then secondly, that healing and miracles and signs and wonders be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And we can see right here in this word, this is the will of God for us to pray. You know, it's, it's just when it's right there in black and white, you can take that prayer and pray that prayer for, for our church and for your home and, and your neighborhood and, and the state of Florida right now. Amen. We've been praying uh, for healing power all across the state. And so uh, we see um, that later on in verse 33, I love this, great grace was upon them all. Uh, great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection and great grace was upon them all. You know, you can go to a level of great power and great grace. And I believe there's such a strengthening of that when we come together in prayer, in corporate prayer. Amen. And then let's look at one more scripture and then we'll pray. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. Now about the time, uh, about that time, Herod the king uh, stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. You know, the devil wants to torment the church, oppress the church. So don't be ignorant of his devices. He killed James, the brother of John, verse 2, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Uh, and then it says, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him four quarter, uh, quadrants of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. And Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but notice what the church is doing. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. They came together and they prayed without ceasing for Peter. And I love this story. You know, it goes on to say that an angel came. Well, let's read it. You want to? We'll take a few more minutes because it's so fun to talk about angels, isn't it? Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 6, And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side. He hit him <laughs> and, ra and raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Now see, I believe that prayer and angels, there's a direct connection. If you want to get angels involved, there's two things that you can do. First is praise. 
They love singing and they love praise. They love worship. Amen. If you want angels in your home, get on the praise music. Get the praise music on because they love it. Amen. The second thing, because heaven's full of praise, you know, that, that, that it's a familiar sound to them because there's so much rejoicing in heaven. And then secondly, they get involved with prayer. Amen. And we see that in the book of Daniel when Daniel prayed for 21 days and Michael came and there was a big, interesting display of power and he broke through. Amen. And he came and answered Daniel's prayer. I love all that too. So there's, there's some things that go on with prayer and I believe united prayer and angelic work. So this angel did supernatural, uh, thing here, released Peter from chains and the angel said unto him, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He's following this angel. Isn't this the coolest thing? People ought to make movies about this. I'm telling you. And when he, and, w- and he went out and followed him and wist that it was true, which was done by the angel and thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and the second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out. Now, this is amazing, isn't it? Just gates flying open, <laughs> supernatural power release and passed on through one street and forwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now of a surety that the, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, who was going to kill him. We know that because he had already murdered John and from, uh, from, and James, uh, was it John? James, the brother of John. And so, um, when he, when Peter come to himself and then he, he knew for a surety that he'd been delivered out of the hand of Herod from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where they, many were gathered together, pray. It just pays to pray. It just always does. We need to pray at every opportunity. And if the opportunity is not there, we need to make an opportunity. Pray. Amen. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate and the damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she saw Peter's voice, when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy, Rhoda. There's a, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Now, the funny part to me is that they've left him out at the gate. He's just escaped prison. They could be looking for him already. And he's stuck outside because none of them can believe that their prayers have been answered. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that wild? Thank God for his grace and moving no matter what we, <laughs> no matter what we do. But yeah, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. And they said unto her, it is his angel. I don't know. Do our angels sound like us or look like us? You know, what is that? What does that mean? But anyway, Peter continued knocking. <laughs> Let me in, you fools. <laughs> no, I'm not really, but I'm sure he was thinking, come on, y'all. Um, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And he beckoning unto them with a hand, uh, to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord 
had broke him out of prison, <laughs> had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. He departed and went to another place. So the power of God, again, released through people praying. And it's such it's such grace there, isn't it? Because sometimes we can pray, even in the spirit, we can pray. And we don't even know what we're praying about sometimes. But then the answer comes and we think, oh, wow, it's amazing, isn't it? How God can just make things happen as we pray. And I think that's why Paul said, I pray without ceasing. He knew the importance of it. He knew the power of it. Why would he say that? Why would he say, I pray in tongues more than you all? And and in one translation says, more than you all put together. That's a lot of praying in other tongues. But see, I believe that helped him be everything that he needed to be with the grace of God at work in his life and, you know, survive uh, time and time again when they were so ready to kill him. And, and of course, the enemy, the devil, wanted to destroy him. And uh, in every way, you know, you can see his plight. He lists all the things uh, when the enemy would come against him with all kinds of things. And then he said, the worst is the care of the churches, you know, uh, the the uh, strife in the choir and people wanting to quit church and that people don't want to tithe and you know, <laughs> the care of the churches, all the things that go on in church, not this one, praise the Lord, but other churches out there. You know? <laughs> um, so, you know, God's grace. And I believe he built himself up on his most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So um, if you want to, we'll just do a little praying here, just some united prayer. If you want to join us and you're watching on a live stream, we're just going to pray a little bit. We'll pray in the spirit. We'll pray in other tongues. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a good time. If you're born again, just to ask him to fill you with the Holy Ghost and you'll have that ability to pray in other tongues. And um, and if you know, if you want to pray in English with us, um, I believe you'll be edified and built up and blessed because of it. So, Father, we just come to you tonight as a church. We thank you for for the fellowship here, for the brothers and sisters in the Lord and those watching online. We thank you. There's strength when we come together because of your anointing, because of the multitude power of agreement and of unity in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you hear each one of us as we pray, that you hearken, hearken, and, and your angels hearken. There's, there's a lot of listening that goes on when the saints pray together, and we thank you for it, Father. And today, we especially want to lift up our nation. We start, Lord, with all those who are in authority, who have positions of influence or power. We pray for our government. We pray for our president, our vice president. We ask you to lead and guide and direct their lives and help them make right choices. Help them help our country, Lord. Be with them, be with their families in Jesus' name. Angels gather around um, our president and vice president, protecting them, helping them ministering to them in Jesus' name. And for many laborers to come and minister to those who are in Congress, in the House, in the Senate, uh, that laborers be sent forth in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, for a move of the Spirit in our Congress, for an awakening in our Congress. We thank you that your will be done in Congress. We, we pray, Father, for the leaders 
We thank you that you're working in them and with them and through them in Jesus' name. For all authority is of God, and we thank you you direct them, guide them by your Holy Spirit. We pray in the Spirit for our president. We pray in the Spirit for Congress. We pray for our Supreme Court right now, all the justices, men and women, in Jesus' name. You're with them. And right now, wherever they are, you're with them and you're working with them. And speak to their hearts. Oh, and may they listen and hear what the Spirit of God is saying and follow you with the setes, with the bansto, trekista, expetsu sutro. Many ende, may they experience your goodness. May they experience your love right now, Father. May the Holy Ghost come upon them. Anaha hasete, and duluchi karabrostenzide itaha. And oh, we did a pastuzade, and oh, mulutrekevejdanza, and those who've been oppositional to the move of God in our country. Just as Paul experienced you on the road to Damascus, we thank you, Father. They experience your light, your glory, your power in Jesus' name. And may they be born again. And may they be changed and filled with your spirit. And may now, Lord, may they start walking you, with Jesus. you, even those tough cases, even those hard cases. <laughs> we know you specialize, Lord, in those ones that for your compassion. And your love and your mercy reaches toward them now in Jesus' name. And the bere canila tron de livragazu and And we pray, Lord, for the election in November. And we thank you, Father, for moving in this country and causing your person to be in office. And Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus. For the Sita, we trust you, Lord. Isika Lenamondo, Preveste, haha, Osangida Vish Delondurishti, Itsi Pata, Nondurengere Feliti Boho, Sapahata, and Stansu Tulubosti Zitas. And now, Father, we pray about the, the health of this nation, the physical health of this nation. We thank you, Lord, that the devil is defeated, that disease is under our feet in Jesus' name, that from that seat of authority where we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we take authority over COVID in Jesus' name, and we command it to die. We command it to stop in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we thank you that healing and health springs forth speedily in our land, all among the people. We thank you for healing and health, Father. We thank you for the medical community. We thank you for the vaccine. We thank you for all the help from heaven and the wisdom for those who are working toward these things. We thank you, Father. We're free from COVID. We're free in the Nanians, Dobala, Fresta, Sita. And we see the blood of Jesus all over this nation. We see the blood of Jesus all over this nation. We thank you, Father. Hearts are turning toward you. Hearts are turning toward you.
And for our state, Lord, we thank you for the state of Florida. We thank you, Lord. It's healthy. It's healthy in the name of Jesus. It's prosperous in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our state, Lord. There's an awakening. There's a revival in the state of Florida in Jesus' name. And all the things that have been spoken prophetically about this state. We declare the words of the Lord shall come to pass. And even now you're moving mightily by your spirit and by your holy angels causing those things in Florida to come to pass in Jesus' name. We thank you for the churches now. They rise up in the glory, in the power, in the magnitude of your love and your spirit, Father. We thank you. Pastors are strong now, strong, strong, strong in Jesus' name. And congregations arise, arise in serving the Lord. Oh, in glory and power and might and demonstration. We thank you for signs and wonders and miracles. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, the glory shall be seen. The glory shall be seen. And supete is shanalushi gabasita. Eliano bramikamangi boto. We thank you for all the offices, Father. The prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, the teachers and pastors now strong, 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 strong. In the name of Jesus, bold, 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 bold. And yarikun grinch tikarachos evidin yens damazondo brobaki va ha ha ha. Oh, the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord. The power of God and the joy of the Lord. And the outpouring, hallelujah. Oh, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. For it is your will, Lord. It is your will, Father. It is your will. Your will is so good. It's so perfect. It's so acceptable. Your will, Lord, may it be done. May it be done. May it be done. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The glory, the majesty, the power. Oh, may they all see Jesus. May they see Jesus. May they see Jesus. Though the Sunday, the heart till it so. Oh, Jesus, be lifted up. That all men are drawn to you. All men are drawn. All women, all children, all teenagers. The 20-year-olds, the 30-year-olds, the 40-year-olds. Hallelujah. Drawn to the Lord. Drawn by your spirit. The Lord stands us. The glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, all over Florida, all over the Panhandle, all over Central Florida. South Florida, we see the glory. We see the glory. We see the glory of the Lord, the glory of God. <laughs> this Iniesta, the glory of our Lord, fills the houses, fills the neighborhoods, 
fills the cities, fills the churches, the businesses, the schools. The glory fills the schools. The glory fills the hospitals, the nursing homes. The glory, the glory fills City Hall. It fills Tallahassee, the capital. Oh, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you can go anywhere in prayer, really. I remember a a mentor, a prayer, if that's a word, kind of a spiritual mom, sort of. Uh, said one time, um, you know, I go, I go into the Oval Office and I pray over the Oval Office and she didn't go there physically, but on her knees she went there and she would pray the glory, fill the, oh, the Oval Office. Amen. And isn't that beautiful? You can go and just on your knees and pray these places just full of the presence of God. And, and it's amazing, you know, uh, Pastor David was telling me the other day that even with the rioting and with the uh, uh, looting, et cetera, there's been some groups, some Christian groups, right, yes. that have been following around and getting these a lot of these guys saved and girls saved, right? Right, yeah. They're, um, they're having water baptisms right in the street <laughs> where they've just been rioting. And then they're following up and preaching the gospel and getting some of them saved and water baptized <laughs> on the street. It's not awesome. Oh, praise God. So God's moving. He moves everywhere, really. If we just move with him, we just see that flow.